Hallelujah. That's his promise. I will never leave you. No, never, ever, 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 ever leave you, nor forsake you. Hallelujah. I promised David that I could swear by no greater, so I swore by myself, saith the Lord. (laughs) I will be with him in trouble. And yea, read the scripture and see, did not I forgive him? Did not I restore him? Did not I make him a great king when he was such a great sinner and failure? Yea, I can do the same for you, for I am with you in the same covenant and the same commitment of my love, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise today. Hallelujah. If he ever did it, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. I just want to share a scripture with you from Jeremiah 3 and verse 15. And we're going to kind of move instead of me getting into a whole anointed sermon. Because if we do, that food will get cold and the baked beans will get cold and, and the chicken will get cold and the storms will come in. And, uh, and I'm so glad for, for our people I didn't shake hands with yet. I didn't shake hands with you because you were singing. Amen. God bless you. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. God bless you today. I appreciate you being here to celebrate with us. Amen. God bless you. It's good to see you. I remember when prayed for you in the hospital. Boy, she was brave till the anesthesiologist come in she had to sign off and say if i croak i won't sue you can you say amen we had to do some praying didn't we amen it gets scary when they come in and do that they're so confident and everything we do this all the time it's no big deal uh here would you sign off in case you croak amen okay it's good to know the lord isn't it it's really i'm serious i came and prayed for you because your mama says she's scared amen and and we took care of and here you are today. God's been good to us all, hasn't he? He's brought us this far by faith and leaning on the Lord. I'm a pastor. I, I'm part of all pro pastors, have been for about seven or eight years now. I meet with pastors from other denominations, other churches. I have, I have shared testimony with 60 pastors at a time. That's an amazing feeling to, to get up before 60 pastors and share. Amen. Uh, one of the pastors, he has quite a sense of humor. Uh, I love him. I appreciate him. Uh, he, uh, is, uh, he said, I'll be glad when all pro pastors, because he was an ambassador for them for years. And he said, I, when we get established in Germany, because he said, uh, I've always wanted to minister to German shepherds. <laughs> Amen. And that's exactly what, what I know, David. I know. Just... Well, a German pastor technically and biblically is a German shepherd, right? Amen. Amen. So we have to laugh sometimes. I mean, if we didn't, it would overwhelm us. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's our strength as well. Uh, We go through many dangers, toils, and snares. Something God said about pastors, and he said it in the shepherd sense, because Jesus is a good shepherd. And he talked about his sheep knowing his voice, and a stranger they would not follow. And as I see pastors after his heart, is to get people 
to put their faith in the Lord and not in the minister, not in the gifts of the minister, but in the greatness and the grace of God. Amen. That's the ultimate goal of a pastor is to get you so hooked up to God that you can call on the Lord. You see, they were looking to Jesus for everything and, and he was going to go up. He was, he, after the cross, he knew where he was headed, and it was not for a hole in the ground. He was going to go up and take his throne until his enemies become his footstool. Amen. So he told them, he said, heretofore, you have not asked the Father anything in my name. You've been just talking to me directly, but you haven't, you haven't got connected to the Father yet. You don't know the Father yet. You don't trust the Father yet. And he said, heretofore, you've asked nothing in my name. You've asked the Father nothing in my name. Ask that you might receive, that your joy might be full for the Father. I do not say that I shall pray for you, for the Father Himself loveth you. He wanted them to be connected to Him, but He wanted them also to be connected to His Father, like He and His Father were one. So there's a scripture in Jeremiah 3.15, and it said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. And then the next part of that verse tells you what kind of shepherd that would be. And they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. With knowledge and understanding. Uh, someone came up to me just before the service and said, You know, Brother Venerable, how you say, Did you get anything out of this after you preach and after you teach? He said, I want you to know I always get something out of it. Well, that's what it's all about. Knowledge and understanding. If you leave here with a liver shiver, that's not knowledge. They that do know their God will be strong and do exploits according to the Scripture. So, the Apostle Paul told the church at Ephesus, he said, he said take care. He, he established the church. Now, he must preach to the regions beyond, but he told those shepherds that he was leaving in charge, he told them, take heed that you feed the flock of God over whom the Holy Ghost has made you the overseer. Amen. You're not here to lord over God's heritage. You're here to care for and feed the flock of God. Amen. Well, it's the flock of God's responsibility to eat. Can you say amen? To bring a holy, healthy, spiritual appetite. For it's those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness that shall be filled. Amen. Hallelujah. And all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's good for reproof and rebuke, and correction and instruction in righteousness. Can you say amen? So I just want you to, what did Jesus say? See, when you get hooked up to him, there can be very persuasive preachers in pulpits that can go off the rails and get it wrong. And you need to know the truth for yourself so that you can be a people of discernment and discerning. Not discerning of spirits, but discerning of truth. For strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, by that by the reason of the exercise of their senses are able to discern good and evil. You'd think that'd be simple. Good is an angel with a halo, and evil is a devil with a pitchfork. Well, it's not that simple when it's no marvel if Satan himself be transformed as an angel of light and his ministers as ministers of righteousness. 
It's not that simple anymore. And in the Pentecostal, crazy-matic, charismatic, and I'm not speaking demeaningly. I'm just saying people get way off track sometimes from the Scripture and brings a reproach upon us and gets us into trouble. I don't want to ever see anyone follow anything that's going to get you in trouble. I want you to follow that that's going to bring God's true blessings into your life. Can you say amen? So Jesus said this, My sheep know my voice. And a stranger, forget about it. There's no way they're going to follow a stranger. And in that economy, in, in, in the shepherd culture, uh, they, they would all gather. Maybe three shepherds would arrive to water their sheep at the same place. And they didn't have brands on the sheep. But every shepherd had a peculiar, particular call. And all of them are drinking together, and the first shepherd to leave would walk out and he would give his call because he eats with them. He sleeps with them. They are so familiar with him. When he gives his call, only his sheep will separate from that group and follow him. A stranger they will not follow. Amen. And, and they knew exactly what Jesus was saying. So we want you to know the truth according to the scripture. So, let, so when it all push comes to shove and it wills. Amen. Let God be true. And every man that says anything different become the liar. No matter how persuasive that person may be, how many people may follow them. Amen. I want you to be hooked up to Jesus and follow the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's, can you play that clip of a shepherd and his sheep and people trying to call those sheep that are not the shepherd? Is that cool or what? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. My sheep know my voice, and I'm not talking about my sheep. Amen. I'm talking about his sheep. When he says my sheep, he speaks of you possessively. In the Old Testament, he calls ancient Israel the people of his sheep of his pasture, the people of his hand. Praise God. Aren't you glad he's a shepherd God? Aren't you glad that when you truly become one of his followers, you become one of his sheep, spiritually speaking, and practically applying that? You can honestly say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hallelujah. Because he's going to provide for you, isn't he? Everything that you need, everything that pertains to life and godliness, and that's anything you could possibly need to please God and live your life in that fullness that he has designed for you and desired for you. Amen. He hath given us in Christ all things that pertain to life and to godliness. And that's why he gives you shepherds after his own heart. And they will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it starts with the knowledge of God, not just a general knowledge of Scripture and biblical principles. It goes there eventually, but it doesn't start there. Because the greatest knowledge and the greater knowledge and the greater understanding that you and I need is the knowledge of God Himself. Amen? So that's why the Bible said, Let not the rich man, and is quoting an Old Testament scripture in the New Covenant. It said, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the strong man glory in his strength. Let not the, let not the rich man glory in his riches. But he that glorieth, there's an opportunity and occasion that it's all right to boast and not be 
proud and not lose your humility. He that glorieth, let him glory in this, that he knows and understands me, saith the Lord. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I didn't preach that out of the New Testament. We were on a, a WTVT uh, for a concert, and that's when we all wore, well, I didn't wear my hair up here, but we all, all the ladies wore hair up to here. My wife had a beehive hairdo. Amen. You, you couldn't hardly sleep at night. You, the hair. It was a rat's nest, she said, instead of a beehive. I didn't, I'd never been on television before, and, and our pianist at that time, and it, it wasn't your husband, by the way, but it was our pian, another pianist, a guy, it was a guy, it was our pianist, he just played the piano and sang and ministered, but it was, it, anyway, he, he came to WTVT Studios, and I've told you before, I'll never forget it, he said, we're going to be on color TV, and, uh, yep, yep, and so when um, we met at the station, and I was getting ready to go in the door of the station, to make the broadcast and and he come running down the sidewalk coming in late and he had bright red lipstick on bright red ruby red because color tv he said and and i looked at him he knew i was inquisitive you know and he said he said pastor we're going to be on television said uh, it, it's going to fade your features and, and you you he said that's why i put this on so because he was so aware of being on tv and he said would you like some and he handed me the tube of lipstick and and i said no i'll just i'll just look a little faded that that'll be okay <laughs> when you're young you can look a little faded and not be concerned about it amen and i was young back then believe it or not but they they give us five it said, now we want you to come back after we did that, that uh, 45-minute church service on Sunday morning that they did give you free. I want you to come back and make five morning devotionals. And I said, okay, I sure will. And I thought, what am I going to say for five days running that I have about five minutes in the morning to have a morning devotional when they came on the air? And I didn't know who would be listening, what God would do with that. But I know his word does not return to him void. That's what I knew. And I found the scripture in the Old Testament. That's what I was inspired to bring. Let he that glorieth, let him glory in this, that he knows and understands me, saith the Lord, that I am the Lord that executes righteousness and judgment and mercy in all the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. And I thought, God delights not only in righteousness and delights in, being, in justice, but God delights in mercy. Amen. Amen. Isn't that incredible? He delights. Listen, God is delight. There's, there's joy in heaven. There's singing in heaven. There's rejoicing in heaven over one sinner. The day you got saved, it made news in heaven. And there was great rejoicing. Angels and those who have preceded us into His presence rejoiced the day that you and I came to Christ. And they rejoicing still as people are coming to the Lord. Because He delights in mercy. 
And his mercies are new every single morning. Well, I made those five broadcasts on, on uh, knowing the Lord and, and the mercy of the Lord and knowing his person, not just his power, knowing his character. Hallelujah. And I made those five five-minute, little five-minute obligatory broadcasts that they said, now, in order for you to do this, we want you to do that. I said, I'd be glad to do that. Amen. And uh, so I... Um, it came on on a on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was on a Wednesday morning. It had been running Monday and Tuesday. Here it is Wednesday morning, and I got a call uh, from a one of my best friends in school, Chester Faulkner. We were the best of best. We were besties before we even knew the term. Amen. And he he called me at six a.m. from the hospital. And I said, he said, is this, this you, Robert? I said, yes. Is this? And I recognized his voice. I said, is this you, Chester? You know, 6 o'clock in the morning, I didn't, you know, I didn't chide him or shame him. I just wondered what, what would he be calling me for after all of these years? How did he get my, my phone number and what's he want? <laughs> you know, all these years from high school, and I'm getting a call from, from one of my best friends that I haven't seen in those years because he went somewhere else. Anyway, he's in the hospital, and he called, and, and he said, he said, Robert, he said, I'm going in for surgery. They're prepping me right now. And he said, so I turned, the TV was on, and he said, and you came on, talking about how people need to be right with God. And he said, I thought it might be a sign. I thought it might be an omen. I thought this might be the biggie. <laughs> Which meant he's going to die. <laughs> and I said, you don't have to be afraid of the biggie. If you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Chester, I came to know him and I've been preaching the gospel. And he said, yes, I heard you were a preacher. He said, I couldn't believe it. I said, sometimes it's hard for me to believe it. Can you say, man, God must have a sense of humor. Amen. And so I said, Chester, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray that you, if you're ready to accept Jesus as your savior, no matter what happens while you're under, whether you wake up here or wake up there, Everything's going to be fine. Before I pray for you to have a successful surgery, will you accept Christ as your Savior, repent of your sin? And he said, yes, I will. And we pray that all important sinner's prayer that can be prayed in all kinds of different ways, but it always gets the same result. His mercy is new every morning. He delights in forgiveness. Amen. And you know, after all of those years, I never heard from him. But I went to my 50th high school reunion uh, a little over a year ago. And uh, I was sitting there at a table, uh, and, and uh, all of a bunch of the school chums were there. Gosh, these were old folks. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I'm in a nursing home. This is not my... I have wandered into the wrong... This, ain't, this is not my high school reunion. I mean, you know, when you get around people your age and you realize that's really your age and this is your folk here. You have arrived. So, but the, what they did, they handed me the obituary page to read the people 
that we went to school with that had passed away. They wanted me to read and pray before we ate and read the obituary. They appointed me to do that. I wasn't scheduled to do anything, but they knew I was a minister. So they, and I got up and I, be, I hadn't read the list yet. They just handed it to me, said, would you read this? And I said, I'm going to read these, uh, we called them fallen eagles because it, this was the Brandon Eagles. I said, I'm going to read the list of the fallen eagles. And I began to go down the list. And I was doing fine reading shocked by many that were not with us anymore but I came to Chester Faulkner fallen eagle and immediately I went back to 6 a.m. on a Wednesday morning when a guy I hadn't seen in years called me on the phone and said Robert I'm going in for surgery would you pray for me and I led him to Christ how do you know he got saved Because of what Jesus said. Amen. Because of what Jesus said. And because of what the Scriptures teach. See, when the Holy Spirit came, it wasn't just to give us liver shivers on Sunday morning. Amen. It wasn't even just to give us power to have that gift operating. But because of His presence in the world and in us and through us. The Bible said that as many, it shall come to pass. You will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And it shall come to pass. And, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the world. And it shall come to pass because of that coming of the Holy Spirit. That whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mark it down and make no mistake about it. Amen. Boast in this knowledge of God. He, 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 because he executes righteousness and judgment and mercy in all the earth. For in these things he delights. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. And they will feed you. With knowledge and understanding. When Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus, he said, he, I bow my knee to the Father of the, our Lord Jesus Christ, upon, the, all of, upon whom all of heaven and earth is named, that he would grant unto you the spirit of revelation and wisdom in the knowledge of him. Everybody say, the knowledge of him. That you might know through what? Through the knowledge of Him. What is the hope of your calling? And what is the riches of His inheritance in the saint? This is not your inheritance in Him, but His inheritance in you. And that you might know His power to usward who believe, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand far above all principality and power and put everything under his feet. Can you say, man, <laughs> glory be to God. Make no mistake about it. Jesus is Lord to the glory of God today. Can you say, man, hallelujah. When we went on W. Uh, WSOL radio years ago, the station manager had a, a bad case of the flu. I mean, it was the, the one of those bad ones was going around that laid people up, put them in the hospital a lot of times. And she had it. And she got up to go to work. And she thought, I just need to go to the doctor. I just need to stay here today. I don't, I don't think I can come in 
And, and she said she remembered because then we had the Send the Light broadcast. Uh, no, that was W-I-N-Q with brother, after Brother Spain. We had the Foundations for Faith broadcast. And we've been teaching on all things under His feet. And we've been teaching that we are the body of Christ and His members in particular. Well, if his, we're, we're not just His hands and we're not just His mouth to tell. We're His feet to go. And if He's put all things under His feet, then it's under our feet. And she said, since the devil is trying to keep me from receiving my healing, she said, He's under my feet. Because we said, well, what did it say about the feet? How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them. Amen. That bring good tidings and publish peace. And it also says, with these feet being part of his body, you'll tread on serpents. Can you say amen? And she said she just got so bold in her faith. She said, I told the devil, devil, I'm going to receive my healing. Because with His stripes, I am healed. And in the name of Jesus, I receive my healing. Now, she didn't just tell Him to get behind her. She said, now get under my feet where you belong. Amen. And she said, I took off. And she showed me. She took off a high... She was there. And when I went in to make a live broadcast, she took off her high heel shoe with the marks a lot. <laughs> she, she had a message to the devil. She said, devil, you stay right there under my feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And she came to work and she got better and better and better and better. She said, I had to blow and honk. Uh, that's why they call it the honky flu. Can you say it's not just white people flu? Okay, just wanted to qualify. Just wanted to qualify that. It can get on... Can get on you too. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But she took the scripture to heart. She took it personally and practically and she applied it because she knew something from the Word of God. I will feed you with knowledge and understanding. The Bible said my people perish for one reason. It's not because I'm unfaithful, not because I haven't provided for their deliverance and their help. There's one reason that my people perish. One reason my people perish for a lack of knowledge. One reason for the bondage in the body of Christ. One reason my people go into captivity because of lack of knowledge. But I'll give you shepherds after my own heart. And they'll feed you with knowledge and understanding. If any man boasts, let him boast in this, that he knows and understands me, saith the Lord. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So the devil would rather you just have a Holy Ghost hissy this morning. And that would be fine. I enjoy the blessings of the Lord. I'm not past running. I have done it recently. Well, in the last year or so, I'm 70 now. I don't know. I think I could probably run with Brother Taylor. He's got a little bit of time on me. I want to keep feeding the flock of God. This was the charge of the Apostle Paul to the presbytery, to those who would pastor when he left Ephesus. He said, take heed to yourselves. And that you feed the flock of God. 
over whom the Holy Ghost has made you an overseer. Can you say man? Not being a Lord over God's heritage, but an example to the flock. And that's why Paul said, as an example to the flock, follow me as I follow Jesus Christ. And I just want to follow Jesus in my heart and in my life as a pastor. Before preaching anything, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. That's, that's more important to me than any, anything in my life. I've come to that place in my life just to follow Him, to be a true disciple of Jesus. Amen. And to follow Him all the way, Brother Taylor. Hallelujah. Been following Him all of these years. Praise God. Forty Three years I have been feeding flocks, <laughs> as many as come to be fed. And, and God has just honored us to allow us to take it beyond these walls and to know that someone, a sheep is being fed in New York State because we're on the air in a little bitty station. And that station's been fought all these years and threatened with closing and, and had all kinds of problems. But God hasn't stopped letting it broadcast yet. And we just hold our ministry and everything God has done with an open hand before Him. I'm not gripping anything. It's all God's. And, and we're just looking forward to this, this coming year and what time God has left for us. I had that major stroke a few years ago and God raised me up. And uh, so I've been counting every day as a bonus and a blessing since then. I celebrate something every day of my life. The Bible said, this is the day the Lord has made. David said, I will rejoice. I'm going to celebrate. Amen. Praise God. No matter what it brings, I woke up this morning. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And God has been good to us. And you've been good to us. Believe me, I've heard some horrible things uh, that pastors have went through, uh, and mostly because of congregations. So horrible. One pastor said, pastoring would be the greatest job in the world if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> Amen. And I heard someone else say, won't it be wonderful there, having no burdens to share? And then they stopped singing the song and said to live with God's, God's people above won't that be glory? But to live with them here, now that's a different story. Can you say amen? But I can honestly say, when it all pans out and has been weighed out, God's just been good to us through so many people down through all of these years. And I just bless you for being a blessing to us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So we're going to let the people who are preparing our food go to prepare it while we worship just a little bit longer. Amen. They need this opportunity to get it ready because they know what's coming in just a few minutes. And, and they've been working. You're, you're, you're about ready. So we could have a, an actual, okay, before we... Okay, all right, <laughs> hallelujah, praise God, <laughs> amen, before we get there, this is celebration, it's okay to celebrate, amen, God is going to celebrate us, He actually rejoices over us with singing, hallelujah, praise God, but we're going to have a song before we go, God is so good today.